What's up, everybody? Another episode of Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars inside the Members Lounge. I'm Aaron. This is Mark. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. You know, we talked last week. We ended that you're having some procedures. Mm-hmm. You're here, so it all went well. I died, but they re- <laughs> revived me as a mummy or as a zombie, which is great. No, I it went super well. I've, uh, I am blessed with a great medical team. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, if you ever have medical, uh, procedures, um, find the best care you can. And, uh, they took care of me great. And, uh, uh, it, it went super well. And, uh, today I got at my, um, like sort of post-op checkup yeah. and, um, everything's great. So the I'm, vein I'm, is cauterized <laughs> and I, they burned and hollowed my leg out properly. Um, so thank you, Dr. Lendl. Um, and, uh. And it, it went super well, it, it, quick and easy. And he's a cigar smoker. Yeah, yeah. We're... And and uh, and so him and I had a forty-five minute chat while he was uh, burning my vein. <laughs> and uh, and he so initially, you know this, like when you meet somebody and they say, "I'm a cigar smoker," but more correctly, when somebody else identifies them as a cigar smoker. Yeah. Oh, such and such is a cigar smoker, and then you have this awkward conversation. Yeah, you always wonder, like, what type is it? Like, are you okay? Yeah. What, like, are you in the are you in the uh, like Philly Swisher area? Yeah. Are you in like our era, or are you yeah. in the I only smoke Cuban area? And he's a real cigar smoker, yeah. and so we had a conversation. <laughs> he does smoke Cubans, and so he was sort of apologetic because he said. I only smoke Partagas, mm-hmm. so I'm not really a big time Cuban smoker because he travels overseas. Yeah, and I said, uh, "Hey, listen, Partagas is one of my favorite brands. I, I, I mean, I think the Partagas D is a just fantastic cigar." I, I, he I goes, for me, that's the that's my favorite Cuban. Yep, mine too. And he says, "You probably smoke Cohibas, and <laughs> in that that lot and uh, Monte Cristos." And I said, "I actually don't like those yeah. as much. I'm a Partagas D guy myself." Um, if I'm choosing, and then some of the lesser brands, as we've discussed on here, yeah. I find more compelling. Yeah, and yeah. I said, so you've, you've chosen right by me. And then we talked about um, uh, brands available in the United States. And he hadn't heard of the Añejo or, 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 your or, measuring Kroger, stick. or my measuring stick. <laughs> and so I promised to bring those in for our next appointment. Um, so it was, it was a Listen, to help the time fly as I'm sitting yeah. there basically doing uh, bupkis. It's <laughs> uh, like, uh, could you sit still, Mr. Lagenfeld? I'm trying. Like, could you quit burning, my hollow, hollowing my leg so out? It's, okay, so I've never had, like, quote-unquote, real surgery before. I've had, like, my wisdom teeth removed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, lo- like, local anesthetic, do you like being awake or do you want to be asleep? Well, it depends what it is. Um, and so this is just... Um, it, they go, you're not going to feel anything. They gave me some, uh, so, some sedatives, but a nice little cocktail of, yeah, but they, they don't work on me. Like you can, <laughs> you can do whatever you fucking want. And yeah. That's not going to work on me unless you're the, the, the magician at yeah. the American heart hospital. If you're just going to try to put me in twilight, yeah, not going to work. Um, so they just tried to soothe, smooth me out as I told them. And, uh, which I was fine. Um, I prefer, so if you're going to like operate on me, like, like on my heart or like, something, yeah, big surgery. feel free to knock me the fuck out. Yeah. So, um, and in general, cause they asked me on, on when they amputated my toe, Yeah. would you prefer to be out or would you prefer to Ooh. be uh, sort of just sedated? Like you are just numb. And I said to them, 
will I be able to hear my toe being amputated? And they said, uh, well, it's not really loud. And I said, why would anyone choose that? And then I said, wait, wait, can I drive home afterwards? Which you know is one of my things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to ride. I don't care. I trust you. You know that. Mm -hmm. I like trust you a lot. Yeah. Uh, probably too much, but I, that's another show. It's probably a whole show. Um, I still don't want to ride in your car. Yeah. And Paula in particular and I have this like long thing of me not wanting to ride with her driving. Uh-huh. And I said, so can I drive home? And they said, fuck no. What, what kind of dumbass are you? We're giving you a sedation. So that was your, that was your right foot too. Right? Yeah, it was my right foot. So, so it would be my driving foot. So when you drove... You you drove just a few days later. Did you go lefty? Don't or tell did, them that. <laughs> did you go lefty or did you go like? I did not gi- drive. I have go, not driven yet. Or go I don't gi- know what you're talking or about. Or go giant boot. Um, well, I was wearing the post-operative boot. Okay. So, but uh, I in no way dr- ever drove with my left foot. Okay. Because here's the thing. I, I know that all of you feel like missing your right great toe is this huge disability. I like how you call it the great toe. <laughs> That's because I've learned. Because <laughs> that is the medical term for it. Oh, is it? Is it? I didn't great know that. toe. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've learned. Because you tell a doctor that you're, it's your right big toe, uh-huh. and they'll look at you and say, Great toe. Great toe. And so they've so beaten is, is it the, out is of me. Is the pinky the pinky then? I have no idea. Oh, okay. We have never referred to my pinky. Um, and the one right next to it is called the toe right next to the great toe. I'm sure it has another name, but (laughs) for some not so great toe. For for some people, it's the elongated one. Right. Right. There's a joke there, but I'm going to pass on it. Um, So (laughs) the long toe. Um, Yeah. You don't, it doesn't, especially you got tennis shoes on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing operates different. Yeah. Other than putting your socks on, which I've described to you. Yeah. A little little flappy. (laughs) Because the sock you spent, I've spent 56 years putting on socks. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and you have a certain way and that great toe is a guidepost to getting the sock squared up (laughs) and the guidepost is gone. So it really, uh, I've gotten so many socks in the last six months, five months. You snagged a lot (laughs) where it's, you just go, what the, how the fuck did I get this so backwards? And then you, and then, so for a while I thought. I must have, I must not be paying attention because, you know, you, you do socks so rotely yeah. that you just don't think about it. And then I started paying attention to me putting on socks. Yeah. And the answer was, no, I really started this correctly. Yeah. And uh, the foot twists it yeah. without the right great toe. The, and the reason it's called great is because it helps you get the socks on correctly. <laughs> it really performs a f- great function. The great, the great work for it. <laughs> the great work it does. Have you ever worn those uh, the socks that are like they have a left and a right? Since your 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 feet are kind of shaped differently, but they have. A- <laughs> I do. So if if you done Bombas, I've never done Bombas. So I like Bomba socks. Okay. Because they are, um, uh, well, I like them because they fit well. And, yeah. And they're bougie. Yeah. And um, they're colorful. They give one away to every everyone. I think the cause is great. Yeah. Um, and I they fit well and they're comfortable. Um, and they have, some of them have left and rights. Really? Now I've put the right on my left foot and my left on the right foot. Can you feel a difference? No. Okay. Because I've, I've, I got, I went into the wound care clinic and then Mandy said, <laughs> you got your left on your right. And I went, Oh, see, I, I've, and she, she lectured me for 20 minutes on it. I wore like sports socks. Sometimes they'll come left and right. And I, 
I wore those and I felt like, I don't know if it was a placebo, but I felt like I could feel a little bit of difference. Like mm-hmm. I felt tighter and just like more comfortable, but for like just general use, I'm, I'm one of two, I guess three. I have my work socks that are like, I usually just wear Duluth or Carhartt socks because I just, yeah, they, nice. they're thick, they're comfortable. They work well with my boots and everything. Or I'm just like plain black, no show socks, like <laughs> slipper socks pretty much. Yep. Or, crazy color like loud socks like i'm wearing loud you wear no shows or you wear but they're no they're kfi no they're no my normal are no shows but today like my crazy ones they're uh they're ramen they're ramen noodles and ramen bowls and stuff yeah i have so i'm gonna start having to wear compression socks which i've worn off and on for years Uh but i'm gonna have to start wearing them full time because that was the direct i've I've noticed that there's a there's a company that that just don't, they just don't look like ace bandages anymore. They look mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. like good, like normal wear socks. So I've got a ton of, ton of wild colors, which uh-huh. I, I'm like you. I like wild socks at times. Yeah. Especially um, in inappropriate situations mm-hmm. like the church. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I've got a bunch of those. And I have like wild colors, like neon green and pink and, yeah, and, yeah. and like a super light blue and stuff. And they have some. Now the problem is that I my shoe size is sixteen four e. Yeah, you have a you have a you have a monster foot. You have a great foot. I have a great <laughs> foot. Um, and so there's some limited choices. Like they have some. Like I would love to get um, uh, like Sesame Street characters yeah, on yeah. socks because I, I think that's funny. But they don't. <laughs> they don't make them. <laughs> they don't make them in my size. You have to do, you're gonna have to go to like Hobby Lobby and buy mm-hmm. like the actual like character uh, but the point is i want compression socks that are of certain compression because the other thing is in compression socks there's lots of compression like 10 15 but but you really want it to be like above 20 i think my understanding so i don't i don't don't know the. and that's that's like a very compressive sock so yeah i'm like very specific because that way it um would be you want to be stuck in there like a like a cased ham right cased ham size Go, going back to the surgery thing. Yeah. So, like, my dad has had, he had hand surgery about a year ago. Yeah. He's had a few other surgeries. He, I mean, then he's had a quintet bypass. You want to so, be out for so the quintet bypass. So he was out bypass. for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he wanted to be awake to see it. And, Inside, and I, yeah. And I, no, like his hand. Oh, And, yeah. like, he did some other. But his hand, he wanted, so he watched it. And he was just like, that's just how he is. And I was like, I, there's no way I can do that. So, Eventually, when I do get my vasectomy, you know, this year or some, sometime. You want to see inside your junk? <laughs> pretty much. Uh, no. So, the doctor, like, he puts you out. Like, like I've never heard that before. Like, like buddies who's had it before, they just, you know, do the do the shot, numb it, and they... And they snip, snip. Snip, snip, in and out 15, 20 minutes. This doctor, he, like, he makes it easy, so he just actually pushes you out the whole way. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> that's nice. Well, I, and I, I don't know where I've told this story a, a million places. So I had, um, what do they call it when they look into your heart? I, I, cath, they, uh, uh, heart cath? Heart cath, I think. Yeah. And I had a colonoscopy, and both they tried to knock me out. Uh-huh. Like, pretty good. And both, the, <clears throat> the, the colonoscopy didn't work at all. Um, and I'm going to tell a mildly inappropriate <laughs> story here. So I apologize, mom, you should probably stop listening. There was a really attractive nurse in front of me, uh-huh. like, like a, she was black. She was just smoking hot. Yeah. Like 
exceptionally attractive, and they were putting um, something up my ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I was trying exceptionally hard to not get a hard on. (laughs) Because that would super send the wrong message I felt to the room. Just saying. I thought it would send the wrong message to people I just met that day. I mean, I mean, that could be a fear boner. I mean, it could be a fear boner. <laughs> so I'm trying to just stay quiet. Yeah. Just, and they could read it however they wanted because I was yeah. knocked out and there was to be no way that it would be whatever. <laughs> but then I saw something inside my colon that I had a question about. Oh, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> so I had to ask it because, like, Mario will tell you if I have a question, if even if it's the most inappropriate time for Mm -hmm. that question, it just fucking comes out. Mm -hmm. I said, is that green stuff, the normal stuff, or is that a bad sign? And he, he could not have been more freaked the fuck out as I asked the question. Right. Uh He's awake. Did anybody else know he was awake? Like I thought the guy was going to shoot his pants. So, um, um, and, me and my fair boner um, uh, were, uh, were, and then I had a bunch of questions. Like, there, isn't that a polyp? He goes, yeah, that's a polyp. We'll get it in a second. Just calm down. And so, like, I asked questions. Yeah. And uh, uh, so you can try. Now, with my heart cath, um, I was loopy. Like, yeah. she, I proposed to this lady. Like well, I wanted, that, I tried that, to get they her go through your arm, right? Yeah, they go like through. Arm, they like, strap down your arms yeah. and they go through the, your wrist. Actually, yeah, they go up. And this is the lady I told her. I said, "Listen, I this stuff doesn't touch me." And uh, she said, <laughs> "And they were talking about their four hundred one ks or whatever." Yeah. I remember this very distinctly. They're just saying, "Well, you know, if you invested your four hundred one k and whatever, whatever, whatever," they're just yeah. talking. And she goes, "Okay, we're about ready to inject you." And I said, "Okay." Um, and I can see the TV that they're looking at the camera on. Like yeah. I can see, but they haven't started anything. And she, about five seconds into the procedure, I said, or her injecting me, I said, holy shit, that's the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I said, you need to tell me what that stuff is. And she refused. Now, she's she's done that to me three times. Same lady. Yeah. The next two times, she remembered me because I like pushed on her to give me the blend. Yeah. And well, that's the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. 100%. And Prince. I think I'm smarter than Michael Jackson and I can handle it. Yeah. Um, and the second time she says, Do you think you can uh, get a hold of it? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to try. Like, like that's I have the my good ways. stuff. I'm, so I said, You are actually required to tell me what it is. And she said, You must work in healthcare. And I said, I do. And she said, That's more reason for me not to tell you. <laughs> But it it was like uh, it was like the most so a flush comes over you yeah and just all the world's problems flush away it just was like awesome I understand how people get addicted to that stuff yeah um, but uh, and that one I was I wasn't coherent that's probably the wrong word but I was I was dream, know, like a dream state I was awake yeah. and I could see my inside my heart so I'm I've got two organs. So I'm, even if you have the vasectomy and can see inside your, I'm, I'm one organ ahead. <laughs> so I've, I've only been put out <laughs> once for my wisdom teeth. Yeah. And, but gingers really? have, a, but gingers have a thing where your, your hair color's red. Yes. But we also take anesthetic really 
differently. Like it takes a little bit more. There's something with so our. I must be a. I must be an honorary ginger because yeah. like you got to hit me hard. Yeah, I mean, there's there's well, and also, I mean, our size too probably dictates that as well. But but there there's something encoded in like ginger's DNA where it just takes just a little bit more. So like I remember when it, like I saw the. There's a joke here too. Yeah. Something about you know <laughs> practicing and yeah. But like I saw the the milky white IV shit that they're about to pump in, and he's like, "All right, count back from 10. And I got to like five. He's like, "Uh, we need a little bit more." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. See, I remember counting back from ninety nine two times in my life. First was when, in this this point, I was not practicing um, my defense. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. My mom could tell me exactly. I was like eight or something. I had my tonsils out. And I, I don't remember getting very far. Yeah. Because really, it was out of you know, I was really not in shape to be resisting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next time was when I had my tumor in my pituitary gland, and I I did better then because yeah. like, I had I had years of practice. We trying to fight it, like see how long. I was having a conversation with a dude who was a friend yeah. of uh, who was a friend, and so um, I I was just having a conversation. I wasn't fighting it, but you know I had practiced up how to resist. You know how to how to. <laughs> so I, you know I was better at it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I remember I had that, and to me, it was like I just blinked, I woke up, and I stood straight up, because I was I, I was kind of freaked out, because I'd never experienced that before, and I just, boom, hit the ground. And, like, my mom was there picking me up. I was 15, 16 or so at the time. Yeah, I was probably 16 at the time. And... I was loopy. I asked Post, her, Post-surgery, you stood up? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, post-surgery, because I was just... Because it is, like, blink, and yeah, it then... Was, it was just, like, to me... I'm having a conversation, blink... Yeah. Having a different conversation with people in the case of the tumor, 13 hours later. Yeah. Yeah. Like I asked her, I was like, how long was that? She's like, oh, about an hour. I was like, it, to me, it was yeah. just, it was just, yeah, like, a, I mean, a half a second. And I, I stood up, hit the ground, felt like I was going to get sick. And then I felt fine. And then I asked her to drive, if I could drive home because I just got my, my learner's permit. So I was 16, yeah. like 15 or 16 at the time. I just got my learner's permit and I wanted to drive home. She's like, absolutely not. She's like, even if you were just totally normal you would not be trying not be driving yeah. home tonight she's right let me tell you as a year of trying to get to drive post-surgical yeah um those fuckers are insistent on that <laughs> that's bullshit you've been breaking the law huh breaking the law breaking oh, the yeah. law <laughs> yeah good thing this isn't going out there for forever yeah you know, just <laughs> just whatever yeah well since we've gone well, paul's tw- actual reply was because I, I said i'm yeah. fine yeah. And then she well, goes, eh. I said, no, I'm fucking fine. And uh-huh. she says, I just would hate for something to happen and you to get in trouble. And that, yeah, that actually pushed the right button with me. Wives always looking out for our best interests. You know, she, because we will do our own damage to ourselves. And then she drove me up here on Friday and I say it all day. Well, there, oh, there you go. See, I mean, you just got to get, get her a nice little driving cap and sit in the back and then just enjoy it. Yeah. But all right, we just did twenty minutes on medical, on right. medical stuff. Next, <laughs> next we're going to do time on me doing my taxes. Yes. Uh, so we are actually smoking something tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't had this one for a while, and I forget just how much I love the cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the La Roma de Cuba uh, Reserva. Um, so this one used to be called the Miyamora Reserva, but they got rid of the Miyamora and they just call it the Reserva now. I do like this cigar. This, I love it. Smoking it. Because Steve, I just I, I was doing a tour of the humidor. I was like, what? Do, I was like, I know uh, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I just love this one. So this one is a uh, San Andreas Oscuro wrapper around Nicaraguan binder filler, 
and uh, uh, Pepin Garcia uh, oversees the manufacturing of this cigar. So it's made in the My Father factory, and he picks out the the wrapper and stuff for this one. It's a beautiful cigar. It's it's chocolatey, nutty, a little bit of like coffee espresso on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's this is a it's a little strong for a morning cigar, but like if you like a little punch in the in the in the to the uh, taste buds in the morning, like this with a nice little espresso, it's good to go. But do you? Uh, do you good question. Do you? Do you? Have, do you? I don't tailor my cigars in the morning. Um, do you pick a lighter cigar? In the, I will occasionally. Like I, I smoke have, the Phantom Queens in the morning because they don't hold up at night. I have certain, for the most part, 95% of the time, I'm Maduro pepper the whole time. But for that 5% of the time, I want something lighter. I will smoke it in the morning. Yeah. Um, and if I do, it's either going to be uh, Davidoff White Label Um the uh, Ashton Classic or the um, Perdomo Small Batch uh, Half Corona. That's my favorite size of that one. Yeah, I've been smoking the Phantom Queen from uh, um, Stolen Throne. Oh, how is it? I haven't had that one yet. <clears throat> it's good. It's a light cigar. It's not in That's my... That's their third or fourth? Fourth. Okay. Um, and, uh, um, but it's a good cigar. Uh. Everybody goes. Do you think it's as good as the crook? And I go, let's 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 <laughs> not stupid be question. stupid. It's not it's not the type of leaf that I, I yeah. would normally smoke. So, but it's a really good cigar. Yeah, I mean, I would put that like this right here is. You know, I think it's the same blend. It's the San Andreas, like the crook and Nicaraguan. I believe I believe that's mm-hmm. Nicaraguan binder filler as well. Yeah. Uh, but no, this one's great. But like I, for me, like to me, espresso isn't a morning drink. Like, to me, espresso is an evening drink because, to me, it makes me a little drowsy and it gets me, like, calmed down and the most I it's do... It's all the caffeine that does that? Yeah. Like, and when I do drink coffee, I, I'm i drinking it at night, like, post 8 o'clock outside having a cigar. And that's, that's I don't know, it's, it's a little backwards for me, but, like, I don't know. No. It, it doesn't, like, the caffeine in it doesn't... It has a different effect. It, it definitely calms me down doesn't make me jittery or, or, or stuff but hmm. my sleep schedule is fucked as it is lately for the past month or so yeah so i, don't I know, know you've been but, going through a lot of that <laughs> but what yeah it just that's what it is it's rough when you <clears throat> when your cycle uh gets out of got out of whack i know but like thankfully just like 14 more days or so and then it's vacation time and hopefully i'll a hard reset and you know yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, when you get back from vacation, I don't think vacation itself will be the hard reset, but I think it'll be relaxing. I think you guys are having an awesome time. Oh yeah, I got uh, so I've got uh, my. I am whiter than a sheet of paper. I'm white, so I got some like the long sleeve UV, like swim shirts, kind of stuff, like kind of getting more popular now. <clears throat> so I got those for like when we just meander on the beach and stuff and i got a big ass like field hat looking kind of thing that's pretty cool i'll still wear shorts and i got some like i say sandals but they're not i guess they're like slides because i don't want to wear flip-flops i don't like that feeling like i don't between your toes yeah i don't like that feeling Um, i don't either actually like i have a big i was really concerned about you i mean (laughs) i'll be honest i looked at mo to see if she was overseeing the amazon purchases Uh uh-huh 
Are you overseeing the Amazon purchases? <laughs> no, I did show her. I did show her everything. Like, hey, I'm getting this, this, and this, and this. Have you thought about maybe overseeing the Amazon purchases? <laughs> I really like, think you should. Like Steve was trying to talk me into buying a pair of Crocs last night. I'm like, bro, I'm not. I'm not buying a pair of Crocs. I'm not. I'm not doing that. So you could get the Luke Combs <clears throat> Crocs. I could. So I, I was looking at fat white guy Crocs. I was looking at a pair of the uh, the Tommy you Hilfiger really slides. Over. You should really oversee the Amazon purchases. <laughs> I was I was looking at Tommy Hilfiger slides and the Gucci slides. So, but uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't you think this is a good idea? <laughs> and uh, I got some linen shirts coming. Like I'm, I'm gonna do this shit up right, you know. Just <laughs> I, I'm Jeez. I'm gonna be a fish out of water. But no, I realize. Oh like, yeah, no, yeah. I realize like a sunburned fish out like, of water. I am not. I'm not made for the beach, and that's all we're uh, doing is going to like four, we're going to three different countries for beaches and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but like, I got out of the shower the other day, and like we have our main bathroom shower, main main bathroom, and we have like a giant window that brings in natural light. And I took a shower like three or so, so we got some natural light. But I had the light off. And I would just stand there. I was like, good God, I am fucking pale. Like, I am gas. This just white. suddenly occurs to you no, that but you're like, pale. But it's different, like, in natural light, in natural white light, I just see just how translucent I am. So it's not that I don't sunburn, because I will, uh, for sure. But Paula has some of the problems that you do. Uh-huh. She doesn't get on the sun very much. And when she does, she's been known to sunburn. So she will, and just thinking out loud she'll go to a sun tanning booth a little bit to sort get, of get a nice little base or something yeah get a yeah. nice little base and sort of get ready to protect yourself when you get out there so that you've been exposed to a little uh, uv light so I've, I've thought about that but the vanity side of me kicked in is because uv is not good for your tattoos and i am covered in them so i'd rather just wear a uv shirt and like a long sleeve UV shirt. Yeah, yeah, I got I got long sleeve UV swim shirts. Right. Which I'm not gonna. <clears throat> I have a problem with open bodies of water. Like I'll wait out to like my knees <laughs> because nothing can get me that shallow. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I'm what. not correcting your notion there. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I don't like. I don't know what it is. We've looked it up. I think it's called like gorophobia. The the opposite of of. Uh, Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Maybe that's what it is. But it's the, it's the opposite of, uh, what is it when you're confined spaces? Claustrophobia. It's the opposite of claustrophobia. It's the fear of open spaces, like an open bodies of water, an open field. So stuff, it's, a, it's stuff fear like of the chicks, Dixie chicks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're gonna, I, just, I just think they're going to they're sing that song, shoot, For you. shoot Sam or whatever it is. Yeah, no, like I, that's that's one of the other issues that's wrong with me. But I just I don't like open. I don't like stuff being fully open around me. I just it it wigs me out. Okay, so but yeah, they well, it sounds like fun. And to be honest with you, you're going to enjoy being on the ship so much. I think. Oh yeah, like I mean, this will be my fourth cruise. I like okay. it. I mean, it's. It's chill. It's just gonna be like I'll take a book to read. I'm gonna enjoy not be able to have my phone on. Like I'll I'm gonna download I imagine music they've got, and stuff. I've, I imagine they've got pretty good Wi-Fi on the boats. So still. they do, but you got to pay extra because the last time I was on a cruise, like Wi-Fi was just like starting to become popular. Like the last time I was on a cruise, smartphones had not been. I guess smartphones had just come out, 
but I don't think they were even Wi-Fi capable then in 07. The original iPhone uh, was that? When did we go? We went 98, maybe 2000, and 98. So they definitely didn't have Wi-Fi then, did they? They did. They had it, but it was like outrageous. It was like $25 a day or something. Back then, a lot of money. That's honestly about what it is now. It's 150 for unlimited, I believe. So you get like... You get like 150 minutes, I think, standard. but And you're thinking like, oh, that's not bad. But then you're like, oh, shit, that's like two and a half hours. Like you came right. and you came and watched like Lord of the Rings in that time. So, Right. Um, right. But I'm just going to take some books. They didn't have TV. I don't recall them not having TV. So there, there's, a, there's a TV in our estate room and stuff okay. like that. And okay. the only, the biggest, the, really the biggest thing that's changed is you, like the last time I went, you could smoke on your balcony. You can't do that anymore. You got to go to the designated either cigar lounge that they have, which they have like a nice cigar lounge on yeah. the ship or like the aft deck and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll be there just when I want to chill or whatever, wake up early in the morning, go out there and see the ocean and shit like nice. that. And see, uh, I should weigh myself before we go and weigh myself when we come back just to see how much more work I'm going to have to to put in mm. but let me tell you uh the golf courses right now are cart path only i probably walked five miles yesterday just when it's cart path only you walk a surprising oh mile. my god yeah. and like my legs that's why i was so tired yesterday and like we didn't record last night it's because we were just exhausted and i tried to hit as close to the cart path as i could uh, i haven't got aiming down yet i just want to be able to make sure i hit the ball to begin with um, but, but like when I did hit by the cart path, I was like, Oh yeah, that was total luck. Like that was, I did not know what I was doing on that one. The, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to hit golf balls for the first time in a long time. Well, since we, I hit five golf balls with you. Oh God, that was what shit almost year, two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. Um, and a year and a half, a year ago. and a half. Yeah, it was, it was October of 21. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so I'm going to go out and try to hit golf balls. Cause you got all your stuff regripped. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I'm gonna go out and hit some, just hit some golf balls, try to get loosened up and get ready. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, and it's been nice because, you know, this was my first time playing this year. And now that I'm a member at hurricane, like just go out there whenever. And today was actually really nice. It was, mm -hmm. When I left work today at two 30, it was 78, I believe. But the problem is like, like Sunday, just like everybody had the same idea. So our tea time was two fifteen on yeah, Sunday. And that's probably we were not only were we fighting the wind because it, it was, it was nice, but windy. Yeah. We we're fighting the sun. Like we, yeah, we right. didn't even finish. We, we only got to hole 16. That's going to get better in the next month or two. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, but how much is the membership out there? It depends on how, it depends on how much you want to play, whether it's, I got just the three rounds a month and I think it's like, 107 a month and then the unlimited is i think like 220 something like that or maybe it's like 175 like it's not bad because you get you also get all the other amenities like their gym their tanning bed their swimming pool their driving range all that kind of stuff but is it unlimited driving range yeah is unlimited driving. So if range. you're pounding a lot of balls although i recall their driving range their driving range i don't like because you're you're hitting into water um, yeah, so it's, you, you, you don't get, 
It's a good loosen up range. It's yeah. not a great um, work on your game range. Yeah, and their their putting green is actually pretty nice. Putting so green I, was sweet. I, I mean, can, it was well maintained when I was up. Yeah, there. I can I can spend just a solid hour. I mean, on the track it's a good track. Uh, I enjoyed the course. I mean, um, the one it's time a, it's playing. a beautiful it's a beautiful course for being a, uh, a, a in, in a in a in a in a uh, what is it? It's a an apartment com- in a, an apartment complex. Yeah. It's a really nice really yeah. nice course. Yep, I agree. So, but, uh, yeah, trying to get a little better for, for our adventure, uh, come, uh, April, like I, Willingham, uh, sent me a text or sent me and a few other people. I don't, I don't know if you're on that thread or not, mm-hmm. but it was about a scramble that's happening on April 1st. And he asked if I want to join. I'm like, man, I just like, I'm like, I might be able to help you on the green, but like, I, is it a charity thing? Yeah. It's one of those charity things like $75 and it's for whatever. And they're doing whatever but i was like i i'm not the best at scramble like i might be able to help a little bit but putting i'm decent at but but like steve just out drives me still just because his, his technique is honed and everything and david yep. who we play with their his their drives are beautiful like i'm still they'll they're they're teeing up it from the blues and they could honestly probably play from the blacks i'm still getting comfortable at, at the whites and yeah, it you know. takes time i mean <clears throat> you know if we just uh, the way back machine mm-hmm. when you were going to magically be Tiger Woods, um, <laughs> it is uh, one of the most uh, challenging. And oh yeah, but I am a lot better than that one time you saw me play a yeah. year and a half ago. So uh, I'm sure you are. Um, uh, it is one of those games where you have to you have to put the work in. So yeah, and that's the thing, like. Yesterday was my first time touching touching the clubs mm-hmm. in seven weeks. The last time we played was Chris uh, New Year's Eve. So it's the first round is either magically brilliant, uh-huh. just because um, <clears throat> it just you forgot all your bad habits, <laughs> um, or it's uh, you can't get the ball in the air. Doesn't matter how good you are. First round, unless you put in a bunch of work on the practice screen, practice team to go in. There's it. It's just. It's, it's just that I went. My first five holes was double bogey, double bogey, bogey, no triple bogey, uh, triple, and then hole five, uh, teed up. It was a it was a it was a par three. You're up maybe, maybe thirty feet above where the green is. So you're going you're higher and you're going you know shooting down, but, but also the green is on like kind of a slope. Um, teed it up, pulled out. Like, I think I was shooting like maybe my seven iron. Okay. Um, and just a, just a piss dribbler, maybe, maybe 10 feet. And I was like, what the fuck? So Steve tossed me another ball and I, the best shot I think I've ever taken. It landed two feet from the hole. And I nice. was like, I was yeah. like, of course. And then I, so I parred, I parred that one. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me. Like if yeah. that would have gone in, like it, that would suck because greatest like, three ever, it wouldn't have counted as a hole in one. It was like, yeah. ah, but I got, I got really close, but now uh, it was like, it is what it is. I, that fucking lake over there, man. And it's called, and I just realized a couple weeks ago, it's called Lake Caldwell after the Caldwells that are members here. Yep. So I went up to him the other day. I was like, I, I got to let you know, I can't stand the lake that's named after you because I've lost so many fucking balls. 
in that lake. Like that is that whole five is the bane of my existence. I've made it over there one time and it's on video at Steve's shot. And I've put it out there every time. And since then I have not made it over or I've rocketed across the damn green yeah. onto the other side. Like it's just, yeah. there's I, my finesse is not, is not honed in yet. Yeah. Takes some time, but uh, you just got to work on it. I but, look good out there. That's the main thing. So, well, <laughs> Opinions vary. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because Steve was like in all black yesterday. Ooh. I was like, man, I was like, you look like me out here, and I look like a giant clown wearing my bright purple. Um, does he? I mean, does he dress up for golf? I, I don't like dress up. I mean, he's stylish. I mean, he's wearing Jordan golf shoes, and you know, he's got the is there, got is the there a dress stuff. code at Hurricane? Um, collared shirt? Not collared shirt. It says like golf apparel. Um, like, like David wears like a golf, golf hoodie and stuff. And he wears the, the a golf hoodie. Well, like, like a, like a Nike golf hoodie and stuff like that. And then he wears like the, uh, so I can't wear my, the, um, like Deadpool t-shirt. No, and, like, like, like you can't wear like jeans and like a t-shirt kind of thing. Actually, you might be able to wear a t-shirt. I don't know, but like, they're not true sticklers like country club of Arkansas. Like country club is, you know, collared shirt and you yeah. know shit like that but for the most part they're 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 cool but i don't i mean what are you gonna do like you get there on the back nine just fucking take the shirt off and you're wearing whatever i mean wear your grateful dead shirt yeah they uh i've, I've been in country clubs where they've made me change shirts and stuff really yeah i haven't i mean i've i've never been into a super nice country club yet but uh i'll yeah. Uh, yeah. eventually <laughs> I got I got dinged at Panther Creek where they made me change my pants. Really? Were you wearing, were you wearing shorts? I was wearing jeans. Uh, jeans. That would, man, wearing jeans would just like suck to be like to begin with. Like, could you move in them? Were they like stretchy sure. jeans or were they like like were, true like raw denim? Stretchy. No, okay. they were good stretchy jeans. Okay, so like they were skinny jeans like uh, Luke Bryan wears. <laughs> yeah, rev, go bedazzle, fuck off. Bedazzled and razzled in the on, the on the back end area. And they had a problem. <laughs> Uh, like, so like where we're going to play in April, like I'm still, we're probably going to play probably Burns Park because that's a public yeah. course there. You could like wear what the fuck ever. It does not matter there. That's good. Cause I'm going buck fucking naked. That would. Okay. <laughs> Multiple you, things swinging that day. Huh? Right. <laughs> okay. That was what uh, Jim McMahon wanted to do. He would play in his barefoot and he, his goal was always to try to play naked. I w- I could see. I could see how barefoot because, like, I know, like, when people do like powerlifting and stuff like that, they wear they go barefoot. But you get you problem f- is you feel the, the course ground. better be immaculate. Oh, and that is definitely not. It's like it's even in the best of times when I've played there, it's half dirt ball. I mean, just yep. like thick ass roots that are you know two inches above the ground. Yeah, it's a, the one good thing is like it you know how we play like if it falls in there. Oh yeah, you know, give yourself a good lie. You don't want to be hitting in the roots and shit. So if anything, you can get a little bit, little bit of a better lie just because you're hitting over into the foliage. Nice basketball there. Um, yes. So the funny part is because everybody, um, I, there's a group of I call them golf Nazis um, who are like big on you should play the ball down and all that, uh, and I certainly have at parts times of my life, but you have to play a good enough course to do that. Yeah. Um, cause I'm not gonna break a club over, um, some shitty, consistently shitty lies I'm getting. Yeah. Um, uh, and so 
I generally view it as if I hit it in the middle of the fairway, am I 98% of the time going to have a really good lie? And am I, when I hit in the, in the rough, am I going to have a non-dangerous lie? So when you talk about that, where if I could take a swing at it and break my club and then therefore put my life in danger, because I've seen this happen. Like you break a club and things start swinging around, mm -hmm. not saying why the club broke, no comment. Um, uh, but I mean, that's where guys yeah. end up dead for no reason or get hurt or have to reshaft clubs or buy a new club. Um, and so, you know, if I hit it deep in the fucking woods, then that's my problem. Take it, take an unplayable and, and do that. But, um, in general, it, the level you and I are playing at, you should always just yeah, default just, to having fun. Yeah. And it's, and that, and like, I'm not going to get better hitting out of hot garbage like that. If I'm hitting normal heart, hot garbage out of like the luscious green area. So I right. just, yep. I need to practice with that. But the, the one thing I don't like about hurricane is that they don't put the bottles of sand with the grass seed on the carts, but like Burns Park does. So there's just like a lot of divots in the fairways. So, like, so how do they expect you? They expect you, it could be the grass type. Do they expect you to put the divot back or do they go fill in the grass afterwards? So I, I'm going to say no, because like the sand isn't raked before every round. So if it, if it lies in the bunker right now, like it's just rock fucking hard. I pick it up and I put it on the grass next but to the, the bunker. the grass in the... Um, in the fairway, like it's just, there's so, still but divots. No, the grass or the, the sand canister on your cart isn't for the bunkers. No, no. So at Hurricane, there are no canisters. That's for the fairway. That's for the fair fairways, but there is none. So like, so how do they fill in the fairway? I, I guess they just go in once a week and just start filling the stuff in. So like, I had a few yesterday where it like landed in divots. I mean, I just gave myself do a they better have a standard lie. course course rule for that. I mean, to be honest with you, back in the day, so when I was playing golf heavily, um, there was no. And what you did was you put the divot back and you stomped on it. Now maybe yeah. that was an Illinois thing, and the grass is different, and the the grass type is different down here. Oh yeah, definitely. And that wouldn't work because it wouldn't grow back. Yeah, there's no like, there's like when you're hitting a divot here, like there's no. I don't see back there, I don't see you, divots flying out. It's just like destroying. Yeah, I guess you can like maybe like roll it back or like unscrunch it. I guess. But like when it like yesterday, I, it. I, well, like it kind of like accordions up. Okay. Um, yeah. But the fact is once the grass is dead down here based on grass type, it's sort of been separated. It's not going to grow back. Yeah. You have to repaint grass seed. Yeah. And so um, up there it's different because that would, um, you could do other things with it. And if you planted it back and it was clean, it would grow back. Yeah. Or I mean, it would reconstitute itself. Th this is also my first like fall winter playing out here now during the summer like it's it's a really nice green yeah. luscious yeah. like the courses maintain very well um it, i wonder if they do have the grass canister then no because i played in the summer and they just don't have it they, they mm -hmm. like i was surprised because i was so used to playing there and i then, thought that and was then, standard on course yeah and then we went there. to burns and i asked steve I was like what, what is because i didn't know what it was cocaine i was like yeah i was like what is this giant tube of sand for he's like oh that's technically for your divot thing he's like oh does it's not technically oh yo well, he said he's like that's for your divots i was like oh hurricane is like no that's when their pro is a little different than the, the park than pro. the other the other pros and that's you know that's a whole other story that i've i've just heard i mean hell even doug will tell you how it's 
they they used to be like that, but but now the pro that they have now is is a little more lackadaisical on on other things. But uh, there's a few things I like about Burns better than Hurricane. Okay, but well, we'll have fun. I'm looking forward to the round of golf. Oh, yeah, I'm looking definitely. forward to hitting golf balls and getting loose and starting to get some of my uh, golf savvy back. I've got to find my knee brace. Yeah, yeah, definitely need that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So fun. Well, we had a uh, we had session number three of our D and D this, yeah, this was, past week. I was going to ask about that. It was uh, it was enjoyable. It was fun. It was a, it was a it was a quicker session. It was only three hours uh, this this time because we did it on a Friday night this time. But I got the final kill of the uh, the big the big monster of this of this session. You're on a killing spree. man. It was nice because like we were going to a dungeon and doing all this kind of stuff, and then find a mimic and it's a it's a it's a keg barrel and it's like attacking everything and then uh like like patty and 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 alan like they fucking tag team this thing like nothing else and they got it like twisted up in vines all that kind of stuff and then it came to me so with my character and like i i keep notes like pretty good when it when we do this and it's a lot of numbers and stuff, you know, you've played. So I'm like keeping the numbers. It gets to me. I was like, all right, I need like X amount number of damage. I get it. And I, and I think I get it. And then our DM was like, all right, how do you want to do this? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like it's my kill. And I just, you know, go all in retelling the story to Steve was a different story because <laughs> Mo was just looking at me. She's like, this is so bad. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? And it's almost kind of like how this is now because I can see her scrunching up her, her nose. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to kill the mimic? It doesn't translate well, but in the time. Why doesn't it translate well? <laughs> you're telling the story to someone who doesn't know what he yeah. is. Rolling a two means nothing. <laughs> Nor does the final kill. Yeah, like I rolled anything. a dirty twenty, yeah. and then with my character, I got another roll so as well. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, well, I understand. Well, yeah, you, it's fine. Yeah, here. but to the to the layman's out there that don't, right? It's it is a little harder to understand, but. Uh, well, you're on a killing spree. If you, uh, what was the game where you, the sexy woman would always say, oh, after uh, you killed about fifty people. Yeah, kill tackler, uh, Halo. Halo. Yeah. yeah. Cortana. You're on, you're on a killing spree. Yeah. With her sexy voice. And uh, yes, you were on a, getting the final kill is a big deal. Yeah, I loved it. Like, he was like, how do you want to do this? So I, I was dual wielding axes. So I was like, I want to go, I want to go down this way and then go over. And then he, and then he does his whole thing. And it's, wow. It was awesome. Dude. I'm glad you're having fun. I like, I joined the Central Arkansas uh, D&D group on Facebook and like, I can see it's, it, it's, it's, cha- I can see clearly yeah. now I'm, the brain is gone. I'm chasing that dragon where like our group only meets roughly once a month, maybe every three weeks or so. Like I want to find another group where it's a, a weekly thing, a bi-weekly thing because I have that itch. It's just how I was when I, you know, f- falling into golf. I talked shit about it for so many fucking years and then once I finally got out there and actually played with people who are good at it, but also enjoyable to be with and like can actually teach you and sure. stuff like that, it gives you a whole other perspective, you know, watching like freaks and geeks back in the early two thousands. And you got like this connotation of what 
this is like, and then other media aspects. It's like, I don't do that. That's stupid. Even though I'm like, I'm in that same realm of like, I love fantasy and Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when you finally get into a group where it's being controlled and led by a, an actual professional, like it changes it. So now I am chasing that dragon, trying to find another group where I can like, almost like in my brain, like I want to hone my storytelling skills. I want to hone the playing aspect because I was telling Mo, like, you know, I, I have a pretty vivid imagination and I'm an old theater kid. I love Mm -hmm. theatrics. I love, you know, do you want to be a DM or do you want to, I think, I, I think, you know, given a couple years, I think I can make a pretty good one. I need to, I need to learn the rules. That's one thing where like, feels like you do. He like, he knows, all right, you gotta give me this, check this, check that, check that. And I'm like, I'm still like looking at my cheat sheet. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? I'm like looking at her notes. I'm looking at my notes and it's like, all right, I don't know. But I feel like given a few years, I could be decent at it. And it would, and I think that would help what we've talked about starting something cigar wise, getting into it like up here. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, it's once again, I mean, it really depends on the group of people you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen several of them devolve into a hot mess. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've seen some of them be utterly delightful. My, my, I even had to ask Mo this, like, because I don't want to, like we've done numerous shows about leaderships and how we kind of like take control. We don't want to sit back. We, we see problems. We, we take care of issues and stuff like that. I don't want to be for one. My character is not like that. I I'm, I'm more of a brute character. So I, I don't want to use my natural intelligence to see where a game is going because I don't feel like my character would do that. So I even had to ask her, I was like, Hey, do I, do I feel like I'm taking the lead too much? And am I being a little too like smart on what the game would be and, and overstepping my bounds a little bit? Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to like make it not enjoyable for anybody else in the group because I can, I have good, you know, cognitive thinking aspects, you know? So is he doing that? Why not? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm uh, holding, I'm holding, I'm keeping myself in check. So, but what, but what I, but what that has done for me is come the next session, I know what character would fit my natural personality better or like a Billy Wampus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I already got, I already, I've already got my next, my next one in my head. You're a wizard. No, no, I'm going to go something else. Um, but like something that, that actually fits my persona a little bit better where I don't have that feel like I'm, I'm a farmland. I'm, 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 t- I'm taking over. No, what is it? I, it's a grund. I think is what it is. A grunt, 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 something like that. But it's a, uh, I, that's my thing. I don't want to be overstepping my bounds in this just because you don't want Patty to kick your ass. I don't want that. I don't want to make enemies. I, Here's the thing. Not everybody likes me. I'm totally cool with that. I want people to like me because I think I'm a likable guy. I don't like everybody. Not everybody's going to like me. I'm totally fine with that. But, like, this is actually a group of friends. So You want them to like you. I don't want them to think I'm an asshole. 
Right. So, and well, none of the them, point and is, none of them do. Yeah, in these groups, you want to be uh, a good teammate. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to. I don't want to like just go in there and Leroy Jenkins the fucking thing, and you know, and just go balls out and do it myself. Like it's, I'll step back and whatever. So, okay, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> no, I mean that's the point is to to play to play as a member of the team. So. No, yeah. it sounds like you're doing a good job. I mean, it's like we. And I, trust me, I think Mo would tell you if you were fucking around. Oh I don't yeah, think definitely. you would have to ask her. But like I've always said, like even for us to do this, you kind of have a, like you have to have a little bit of narcissism. Yeah. To hear yourself talk and speak and and that kind of thing, and I'm totally fine with that. A little, I, as long as it's only a little bit of narcissism. As, as long as it's just a little bit of narcissism, which I'm totally fine with. I think that's a healthy thing, but probably, but just. I don't want to overstep my bounds. So, yeah, but overall it was a great session. The thing that sucks is we literally have to wait a full month till the next one. So that's what I'm saying. Cause you guys are going on, we're going on cruise and other things, but that's why I'm like, God, I'm, I got to scratch that itch. I got to find, find something else or find another, another thing to join in. Even if it's just like a one-off do that. But, uh, yeah. Speed a speed. Uh, uh, well, they they have campaign. they have they have some campaigns that are like one offs that are like six hours long and stuff like that, which would which would be fun. Um, let's don't go down this road down here and let's kill some goblins. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But like it's like I I go into like we you've never been to game goblins, have not. You said next time you go with uh, yeah. Patty, you'll take me. But, like, even there, like, they have, like, good, like, one-player, two-player tabletop games and stuff like that. And, like, one thing that me and Steve and uh, the, the the wives do, like, we like playing card games, so we play, like, Skip Bow and Phase 10 and Uno and stuff like that. But they have a bunch of other ones as well that, that look visually appealing, but yep. also looks like it'd be fun for, for group stuff as well. And sure. Because not everybody, like... Thankfully, Mo is a actual like video game fan as much as I am, but not everybody is like that. But we don't play co-op games. We we have two totally different style of games that we play. You play Barbie and she plays Call of Duty. Pretty much, like I am a Mario. I'm a Nintendo Switch fan. Except right now, I am falling in. I have fallen in so deep in the new Harry Potter game. Like yeah, I, got I am the sense of that. Like I am going. I I grew up. I loved school. Like I was good at school. I just didn't put myself initiative wise that well, but I love school. So now this is like, you're in school. I'm like going to fucking class. I'm learning like potions and shit like that. So I'm telling her about it. She's like, you got to go to school. I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, nope, I'm out. Might've been my thought. (laughs) School? What are we talking about? School? But like, that's how this one is. And like, I made my character that looked just like me when I was in high school because like, it's, (laughs) it's true. It's fully immersive. And, it's sounds complicated. I growing in school, I've said I was like, I was like the UN. I was, I was the jock that was also the skater, that was also like the 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 metalhead. Like, I was in all factions where normally they don't mesh well in the world real world. But I was like the, I was the Sweden. I was like, I didn't have sides. I was on all sides kind of thing. Well, somebody had to be, I suppose. Yeah. Or it's just a giant fucking poser. One of the two. It's it's either or. Not not going to call you a poser. 
But Mo is. She loves this poser. She does. Um. Yeah, it is. Uh, I know you were excited about the game. I posted something, and then you posted that right on top of it. Oh, I posted the uh, gr- I smoked the golden Solomon from LFD. Oh, how was that? It was delightful. Really? Yeah. It was better than the bull by a lot. So the like the LFD that I kind of gravitate towards is the uh, the Oro Tubo Maduro. Yeah. Like this that I thought it was better than that, but really? I, I don't gravitate towards that cigar. This is um, I gravitate towards the Cab Five, and I thought mm. it was better than the, the cab. cab Five. So, was it worth its price? No. Okay. Thirty-seven dollars. Yeah. Where's the cap on that? Like, it was probably a twenty-five dollars cigar. Okay, but it was really nice. I mean, the Cab Five is a twelve-dollar cigar. Yeah, and that's and that's the weird thing. Like LFD has like amazing cigars that are. It's just it's a it's a good one-time cigar, and compared to. I, I'm not a bull fan, so mm-hmm. I mean that aside. And the the uh, LCC had the um, had the golden bulls on sale. Oh, did they? 120 a stick. So how did they get? So they had to buy their second market as well. Then is only. I don't know. Wait, is, is that the a, one? Is that the one we talked about? The NFT one. The NFT did one. They, did okay. they buy an NFT? No, they didn't buy. No, they they didn't buy an NFT. He was talking about buying an NFT. I mean, he might. So that's the thing. Like the person who owned the original NFT could resell it. I don't so they, know. I so they might. They might have done that. But like Neptune, he had boxes. Really? So he might boxes have, of he, fourteen. He might have. So Neptune bought, I think, two. And there was a there was a, I think an an individual buyer that bought two NFTs as well. So um, he had individual sticks for one hundred twenty. Okay. And boxes for sixteen forty. Whew, man. Which is fourteen, you know, fourteen uh, sticks. Fourteen stick, yeah. Fourteen sticks, you know, one hundred twenty. The uh, the one thing I was looking on their site, which they do have, which I need to order, was um, I I saw um, in all the chief celebration, like like cigars are kind of having a revival in like sports, and it I'll 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 take it all the way back to like Joe Burrow. Kind of seems like he's kind of restarted that because I had that law like. Michael Jordan, he's the cigar sports guy that everybody. When you think of cigars and sports, you you probably go Michael Jordan first, correct? Red, Red Auerbach, but um, I'm older than you. Yeah. <laughs> but of modern people, of, of modern sports age, mod, modern sports of age. the 20th century, yes, Jordan is Jordan. who you think of. Yep. But now I think like when you think of cigars and sports, most people will go Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yep. So in I, college, in college, yeah, but he. Yeah, and like even even Coach O was like, "Go easy on the cigar, boy." Like right. after after the after the uh, did, press conference. Uh, speaking of Coach O, did you see that Garrett got it? Uh, yeah, sat right next to him. Sat right next. Sat to him. right next to the Swamp Thing. Yep. Man, what a what a golden parachute he had. Did you hear that story? <clears throat> no. About when he got let go from LSU, he's like, "All right," with like because he came up here to the Little Rock Touchdown Club, and he was telling the story. He's like, "Yeah, I got let go." But they said, uh, like, you're going to get your full pay and kind of stuff like that. And he, he said he asked two questions, like, will it be a check? And what door do you want me to go out of? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're you're paying me $50 million to 
not work, fine. Okay, do that. I don't, I don't right. care. Coaches' contracts are ridiculous oh, and guaranteed. Crazy. And when you think about all the people, I saw posts about it, about the NIL money, because it was around the ladies getting NIL money. Uh-huh. Um, and they were criticizing them, of course, because, you know, yeah. there's a bunch of people, small people, and I'll, you know, you can comment about whatever, but they were criticizing the ladies for taking NIL money and how it's changing the ladies game, which was just completely yeah. sexism. Um, <clears throat> Misogyny. Right. And, um, and, uh, and you're just going, and somebody said, I'm confused because the coaches make so much money and, and have all this guaranteed money. And they said, well, what about the integrity of the game? And you're just going, <clears throat> when, what integrity? Has there ever been about? integrity of the game? I'm sure there was like in 1930. Um, well, but, e- well, even then it was all white people playing. I mean, right. so even then you can't be having Because it was like, uh, the, the weird part is, and it's a good question, is um, Suni Lee, who is the top gymnast in the world. For she, uh, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. She makes less in NIL money than the girl who's the, TikTok girl mm-hmm. from LSU, who's also an exceptionally good uh, gymnast. I mean, she's at LSU. Yeah. Um, and she makes like double what Suni Lee does. But she brings like 4 million followers from Instagram to the game. Yeah. And if you don't understand, I mean, this is just going to be the nature of this, um, what the point of some some of these people are on the NIL game is, is like, Bryce Young, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, name recognition within the game, but sometimes it's name recognition outside of the game. And, uh-huh. and that's what the lady down there does. And so, well, especially with the Lee, you know, having, how many gold medals does she have? Yeah, I don't know. Two or three. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impressive. And so, you know, it's, um, women's athletics is very complicated. And so I'm not, I'm not going to touch that one, but I would say all are all athletics, all athletics now. is, but it's uh it's a lot of, there's a lot of money in that game that goes to the wrong people. But I've been, I have, I will always, I will always fall on the side of labor, fall on the side of union, fall on the side of chaos. So the Pandora's box that has happened, oh, that, it's that opened. has opened, it's like, the same stuff that Saban has been doing under the table for the past two decades. Now it's just the cards are out on the table. Miami is bringing in players. You know, Mississippi State is bringing in players. Basketball has taken a has taken a beating a little bit because now it's not just blue bloods running the course. It's not just your Kentuckys, your Dukes, your Kansases. But in basketball, Illinois State had a had a. Actually, the mid majors are taking a pounding on this. Yeah, because they're the uh, Reeves, the top scorer from Illinois State last year, um, got offered a huge NIL package to go to Kentucky and went. Yeah, and he should. I'm not criticizing him in any way, but Illinois State lost their top scorer from last year. Yeah, and so a lot of mid majors are losing their best players through the transfer portal because um, the the blue bloods can offer NIL deals that are off and I, I off compared to the mid majors. And I, I will say I have rose tinted glasses on because I grew up, you with, follow a blue blood. Well, well not as that, but I also grew up with a Royals team, which was notorious for okay. just being a Yankees farm club, a farm team as a pro, because we had cheap owner after cheap owner after cheap owner. Yep. Yes. Missouri is a flyover state. 
Missouri could, I mean, it's a good basketball, I mean, good baseball town. It's a good football town. But at the same time, it's still, you're literally in the middle. Small market. Small market, you know. So it really has to piss you off that St. Louis has always been able to really have better funds. And that's the thing. Like, like how how is it that St. Louis has always been multiple steps of, yeah. And it's just like, and they, I guess they've been around longer than the Royals. They've been around since, what, the 30s, I guess? I mean, the, the Royals... Came, came into existence in the, I think, 69 was their first year. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals have a much broader fan base. So, yeah. um, and that's part of it. Part of it is they've had different ownership. Bush, mm-hmm. I mean, Budweiser owned them for years. Yeah. Um, and they had deeper pockets. Um, and so, but, um, I mean, St. Louis is a different town than Kansas City. I mean. Well, and also, we for 20 plus years, like, so we had Kaufman own it. And he was, I think he was in pharmaceuticals, but I was, man, I was a wee back then. I was like eight, whatever he was around. But, but for the past 25 years, it's been the Walmart family. Walmart family is known for bringing in money, but being ridiculously cheap on a bunch of shit. So what's crazy is now like seeing now that the Waltons own Broncos, but they're actually spending money. It's like you motherfuckers own the Royals for two fucking decades. And I was stuck with Johnny Damon starting as a Royal going away, having all these amazing players that make their bones in KC, but you don't want to spend. And then they go off and become cornerstones of these great teams. All those guys. Yeah. And it's like, so then the year that we go back to back world series, we have the, like, I think the third cheapest payroll in the league for those, all those years. And we just, you know, we caught lightning in a bottle. Right. uh, Just because we had an amazing, amazing manager at the time with Ned Yost. And then, you know, all the players just sync so well, but then, What happens when you win a World Series? You're going to start, stuff gets poached. Same thing with like Nick Saban and his coaching staff. Yeah. They win. Yeah. He's the, he's the cornerstone, but his OC is different damn near every year. His DC is different damn near every year. Yep. Every other year. I mean, it's like, but he's also got money to go buy a really good OC and DC. uh And that's what, that's what you guys don't have is you don't have the, you don't see the revenue from the players going away to go get a, a really good young second baseman. So the, so the one thing I'm happy with now, we have new owners now who is from born, bred, raised in KC is a, brings in a bunch of money. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, uh, leaf blower guy, he, the, the oh, street sweeper. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, brings, I mean, he's a billionaire. I don't know what he does, but he's, Having your owner as a fan, I th- for me, I think that's I'm going to enjoy that because he actually wants to invest and bring stuff in. We're we have a good farm team right now. It's taken a beating, but you know we're building that back up. It's going to be, you know, I the Royals aren't. We're going to lose 100 games this year. Totally fine with that. It is what it is. But within the next five years, I mean, I think we'll be competitive. Finally, because we're finally have an owner that wants to invest back in the city. Because hell, he was there. Who's your manager this year? Oh, well, I forget his name, but he was the uh, he was the bench coach from uh, Tampa Bay. Um, so we got rid of Matheny. And but the thing what I like is because Tampa Bay runs with a low overhead, a low money 
organization, but they've been in the playoffs year after year after year, kind of in the same issue where we have. So he's able to bring in or work with the talent that he has. And the one good thing is since we do suck so much, we have good draft picks, but baseball hitting on draft picks in baseball is so it's goddamn a different hard. Game. It's also so hard. So long. Right. Yeah. But the, um, yes. So, I mean, the thing Tampa Bay does is they, they will spend money, mm-hmm. but they're just really intentional about how they do it. Um, and they, they invest the way they want to invest. They don't chase. And so much like Oakland does, but much like Oakland does, they only can, you only can get so far in that equation. I mean, that's what sucks because Oakland, you know, started out in, K- in KC as a Kansas City A's yeah. and they went to Oakland. But their their whole thing now is like their stadium is just the Coliseum is just a, a it's the worst it's a mess. We went there three four years ago, yeah. and it was just there's a few good things I liked. I loved how you could take the bar literally right up to the front of the stadium, so that was cool. But then everything else about it was just I mean it's an old ass stadium. I it's, mean San Francisco Oakland. Let's just say it. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I mean San Francisco has a great team. I mean they were. San Francisco sucks. No, no. I don't They don't know. have a great team. They were horrible well, they, last year. Well, they they were. Would you They're going to be horrible again this year. They're horrible. I mean, would you have considered them a dynasty? Because they went they won worlds they won 3 World Series in 6 years every other year in from 2010 to 2018, no. I believe. I, I consider San Francisco Giants uh terrible. Every, they win every year. I consider you. Terrible. You have. You want to talk about rose colored glasses? Uh, <laughs> you. I hate. Yeah. I don't know what color glasses those are, but they're not rose. I hate the Giants. Black for hatred. Black for hatred. Yeah. <laughs> Take those off. They're they're. No, nope, you know. I'm sorry. They're glued on. <laughs> I don't like the Giants. I've <clears throat> I've a long running dislike of the Giants. See, I grew up as a KC fan first and foremost, but with my and uncle from San Francisco, living in San Francisco, I, you know, I'd travel out there and visit them. I became fans of the Giants and the 49ers because they weren't in my division. So I was like, all right, I have my AFC teams first and foremost. But I don't if, mind the 49ers. If, but it, then, like, most of the time growing up, both my teams were out of it. Then I'd go for for either one of them. Except I did like the Dodgers a little bit more than the Giants because I could pick up Vin Scully radio in Kansas City, which was, was awesome. I mean, you want to talk about painting a picture? Like, Vin mm-hmm. Scully is the absolute best. He's not my favorite color analyst or my favorite play-by-play uh, caller, so, but he's he's right. He's 1A. So I'm a radio guy over television uh-huh. in, in all things. And baseball is 100% better radio than television. Oh, 100%. And so I, for years, subscribed to MLB radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did that. I think we've talked about uh, Yeah, this. I still do that. I, I have not because I just don't have time for yeah. it. But you can get minor league games. Uh-huh. And I like I love listening to the West, the West Coast, uh, like the Sacramento yeah. or Las Vegas or any of those. Uh, oh, the Area 51s, yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I love all of that. Um, I haven't done the Major League one because they messed up around with the subscription. But um, uh, I just love Major League Baseball on the radio. Now, there are some sports that don't translate as well. Soccer is one of those. Not a great radio no, event. No. 
Uh, it's uh, you, yeah. you have to know the players. You have to really understand the players and how they play, or yeah. otherwise it's really hard to tell what's going on. It's McGuire. It's whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You have no idea where they're on the pitch. Yeah. And then, oh, it's a goal. And you just go, ah, I didn't even know what half they were in. <laughs> and so um, I don't even know which way they're going. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I do listen, actually, strangely enough, a lot of soccer on Sirius XM. Yeah. So, um, uh, but uh, baseball is so, uh, and, and Scully's great. Um, Euchre's great in Milwaukee. Um, you know, it's just such such a great radio thing. But, um, yeah, it, I've always hated the Giants. Just Mets, Giants. <laughs> one, one A. I don't even dislike the Yankees as much as I dislike those two teams. Yankees are like five. I, I mean, growing up. Caleb we- doesn't want to hear this. The Red Sox are in front of the Yankees. I mean, because <laughs> they beat us in the World Series. I mean, gr- growing up as a Royals fan, like you have your your traditional AL Central teams you don't like the Twins, the White Sox, uh, Cleveland, and Detroit. But like I, for me, growing up, it was always the See, Yankees. I don't really dislike any of the NL Central teams anymore because they. I don't dislike the Astros, but we had a lot of competition. I don't dislike the Cubs. I, I mean, like, if I was to choose another team, I would go either Padres or Brewers because it's a fun club. And like you're saying, like Euchre, like, man, the a voice was a, a voice for the ages. You know, if, if just a bit, if outside. Vin Scully never existed, we would we would have the same thoughts of Euchre as we do for, for Scully. Yeah. And I mean, and then in the Midwest, you know, we do, we do. Because you know, but I mean, Scully in the Midwest is, and no offense to anybody who has long term. I mean, it's Jack Buck. Yeah, because Jack Buck is well, is we'll baseball. See, we'll is, see you here tomorrow night, and yeah, right. I mean, he has great Just calls. All the great calls. Yep. So, but like, but, it, I mean, do, do you have do you have a football? Do you have a, a voice? Like, <clears throat> when you think of voice of football, who do you think of? Are you old school? Like you're thinking like, like Madden or. I wasn't, so this is good. Madden's great and uh, was fine. I wasn't big into theatrics. Hank Stram? Uh, Hank Stram was great, especially with Joe Buck. Yeah. And then we, and then Stram did that after he left Kansas City being yep. the coach there. Just, I mean, he has like one of the greatest calls, like just matriculated down the field, boys. Just, I mean, like. But him and Buck on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. was masterclass. First of all, they described the game beautifully, and you learned a lot because Hank Stram, great coach, great coach, yeah. really. And those two, with Jack Buck prompting him into telling you things, was really great. I think Jack Buck was great in two sports. Where does Harry Carey sit for you? Because he, he, uh, he because he played for or not played, but he played he, for. He, yes. he called for the two biggest rivals: Cardinals, Cubs, White Sox. He yeah. played for. He you called for all three. Um, I liked Terry Carey. He was very much of an entertainer. Um, uh, he was, I've heard old Cardinal broadcasts now, so I wasn't old enough to really remember him as a Cardinal broadcaster, but I remember him as a White Sox broadcaster and he was pure entertainment. And then as a Cub broadcaster, he was, um, he was extremely entertaining, but not very sharp. Um, and, but, but with the Cardinals, him and Jack Buck together, so, was, but he was, was two two total professionals calling games, like we haven't seen. I mean, he those was, two he was, he was color though, wasn't he? Yeah. So, like, 
back when I called games with with Rob, like he was the stoic call to play. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was the the salt and pepper. But they were he, both so good that they would intermix. And I just think you hear old broadcasts with those two together, yeah. and it was like it was like two total professionals doing yeah. the job at the highest level. But I think that's what makes the but makes Harry Care was never as good as with anybody else as he was with 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 Jack. See, but that I think to me, you know, with a back with a broadcasting background, I think that's what makes a a, a team better is when you're when your play by play is. N- stoic mundane like gets the like paints the picture but then that color guy comes in and just like i mean and just like really goes in after that but harry wasn't that way with st louis he was he could tell stories and he moved it along as a color guy but he wasn't um he wasn't uh outlandish he was like he in bell you know he did that but he was was just a really tight Oh, understand that it was the 60s. Yeah. So it wasn't the era of the um, Al Herbowski and all the outrageous color guys. Um, he was he was a much more reserved. The one the one thing I wish I would have done was while the Chiefs were playing in the Super Bowl, I, I wish I would have turned it on to my favorite broadcaster who calls for Westwood One, um, and that's Kevin Harlan because he. I love Kevin Harlan. That is who. He gets excited. Uh, that is, yeah, for for a for a play by play guy, he has he is he is a color guy in a in a in a play by play. Genuinely body. excited, yeah. for both sides, and um, he just enjoys the game. So I like him a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with the excitement. The problem I have is with the um, at the super professional level, at the level you're doing it, you you expect the color guy to be a homer. Um, See, it, and then I, I, I tried, I lit my homerism show, but this was a time when I, I thought I wanted to actually try to do this as a profession. Like I even had it, I even, I even took a job as a professional broadcaster, but then the year I took the job was the year that the Arkansas Twisters folded. And so the professional, oh, uh, the, uh, the arena football league folded up and that was twisters or one of them's coming back not as a not as arena football but yeah, so, yeah something on me and steve were talking about that uh this week but like i i signed on to be the uh color guy for them and i you know it's i say it's professional in quotes because yes it's professional it's not nfl it's not even usfl but it's still professional it's a good stepping stone onto something else you know yeah, no at the time i was i think i was like 23 24 wow. when I signed on to that. Um, I mean, but That's like cool. no telling what I'd be, you know, 38 now pushing yeah. 39 15 years older. Yeah. I mean like, I don't, you know, even going up to a college rank, you know, doing, you know, like the college I was going to go to was and was UAPB, you know, even for a small D2 school or something like that going up and then work your rank, work your rank up. So but being a homework. So, so um, going from, high school to semi pro to D2 university level to Arkansas University of Arkansas to um triple A baseball to to major league baseball so there's there's a different protocol to being the home call right and um you start at the bottom level and you can be total homer 
because the only people are going to hear you are fans, local fans. Mm -hmm. But you get to be the University of Arkansas, and you can refer to us, refer to it as we and us and all those things, because that's fine. Yeah, you are the Arkansas color guy. Yeah, you're on their payroll, but you have to be somewhat objective. Yeah. So, like the Cubs broadcaster, the example I always give is um, well, Herbowski for the Cardinals, but Ron Santo. Um, for the, for the Cubs, and he would just scream and and do all those things. Great third baseman, I'm sure a decent guy, but he would just he was just like outlandishly a homer at a major league baseball level, mm-hmm. and that's not acceptable. You can't be on WGN, which is clear station, clear broadcast station. Yeah. You can't be that much of a homer. So my problem with a lot of the major league level home broadcast is the color guy is a screamer for the home team. And so the fact is you can be excited about the home team, but you got to be objective, right? That was a bad play by the, uh, you know, or whatever you've got to say, you can't, everything can't be a bad call against you. Everything, you know, those are the things that you see on some yeah, of those. Yeah. Ron Santo was, uh, was, is to me as a Cardinal fan. Cause you would get that. Yeah. And you just go, you would l- watch it and you go, no, that, dude, that was a strike. What are we talking about here? <laughs> um, you know, everything can't be, you know, everything, e- everything's either goes your way or it's like absolutely against you the whole, the whole right. way. And so it, that's my problem with at the major league level, at the super professional level, like at the bears level or yeah. the Packers level, you have to have some, some objectivity, Right, and uh, um, you have to you have to know how to you can skirt, broadcast you, you, a professional. You can game. skirt the line. So when I think of a professional broadcaster that's affiliated with a team that is a one hundred percent homer, who you either love or you hate. If I was a White Sox fan, do you know who their color guy is? Ken Harrelson, the yeah, Hawk, 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 the Hawk Harrison. Hawk Harrison is the bona fide. He is a White Sox through and through broadcaster. Yep, I agree with that. He he will. Um, he's not as bad as Santa was because you probably didn't hear I, Santa. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah. But he is he is he is a homer. Yes, he's a, he, like he cannot call on a ESPN no broadcast. No, but he, he. I mean, he broadcasts on the local channels. But I think as a fan, that's what you want, though, right? On the local channels, it's different than if you were on the ESPN channels, for sure. Yeah. ESPN, you have to if, be If you're watching a White Sox game on Channel 38, and in, yeah, and it's a White right. Sox-produced broadcast. Or on your on a regional, um, you're on a regional Fox channel, for yeah. example. You can do that somewhat. But still... You, you, you kind of boxed yourself Hawk, in. Hawk, the Hawk is definitely Hawk. a White but, Sox but, but also, Hawk is... He's old school. I he's mean, old school. Shit, he's... God, got to be 80? Late, yeah, he's got to be late 70s. He was probably, he probably born in the 40s. That's a goner. <laughs> you can put, put it in the board. board. <laughs> yeah, just like. Yeah, he is. Uh, but he, I've also heard him, because I obviously lived in Chicago a bunch of years. He's done those games forever. I've heard him rip White Sox, guys. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, he he, he will. He will. He will rip the home team. No, yeah, and like, like, dude, you. You got to do an interview <laughs> with him after the fact. I know, but um, I think, but I he's think, just he's just an old grumpy motherfucker. That's yeah. what it comes down to. And I, in some ways, and Harry was that way towards the end. Yeah, he. I still remember him in the Stone Pony at the end of a game, and I, I, I don't have much context on this, but um, he just said, "We've 
got to pitch the ball better. We yeah. are just terrible at pitching the ball. <laughs> and Stone Pony says, Harry, Harry, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. He goes, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. So I our say. so our our caller for the Royals is Rex Hudler. Oh, Super X. Yeah. So he Cardinal and Met. And he calls a good he calls a good game where like he'll give praise when praise is due on the other team, but he will also like, you know, if 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 the Royals fuck up a ground rule double and like overshoot, like he'll say, Yeah, that was not a smart heads up play, blah, blah, blah. So he he's he's yeah. a, he's a good I like out of my broadcast, I like to know what's happening yeah. and it's honest truth. And then we can all be homers because we're all Cardinal fans. Uh-huh. And so I don't mind saying, like, at the Illinois State uh, um, uh, Austin P game yesterday, it was the Austin P home, home call that I was listening to. So that's fine. They're saying, we need to get a run here. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. They want to run here. You're just stating the fact. <laughs> right. They all want to run. They're Austin P. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, of course, thinking, we need three outs. Like, we need to get three outs right here. Um, and that's fine. But that's cool because I'm listening to the Austin P. Yeah, broadcast. You, know, you know what broadcast you're listening to. ESPN Plus, which now I can watch, like, a ton of Illinois State baseball mm-hmm. and a ton of Illinois State basketball. I love this. Sometimes you get the Evansville basketball right. Yeah. That's fine. I get to watch. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to watch your team through the eyes of someone else's broadcasters. Yeah. Because we're 10 and 19 in basketball. Got a new coach who I like a lot. Yeah. And they're just, you know, it's, you know, it's not the Pollyanna home team broadcast. Like, oh, he's trying really hard and yeah. whatever. And they're, this guy can't shoot. Like they're, they'll tell you like, and you go, I've been kind of noticing that. Yeah. Like, and so you, you need to work the body in the paint more. Yeah, you, right. Yeah. They said, you should not guard him outside the free throw line. And you're just going, yeah, I kind of <laughs> noticed that. Um, and so it's, it's fun. Although I did not enjoy the Bradley broadcast because Illinois State and Bradley are arch rivals. Yeah. And I watched about three minutes of that and I said, fuck that. So, <laughs> so three years ago we were calling a game. And uh, our our replay monitor wasn't working, so we we were broadcasting on YouTube at the time. Okay. So I just pulled up the YouTube broadcast on us because it already had like a a five to ten second delay. So I used that as my replay, knowing that by the time I talk, they'll be seeing what I see. You know, ten seconds later. Sure. But that's when I found out, like, oh, shit, like, the opposing team fans are watching this, and they're trash-talking me because I do lean into the homerism. Sure. And that was the absolute worst thing for them to, for me to find out, because I just, oh, my God, I just started poking the bear. (laughs) I start, like. So hard to believe. I have, you know, I have those mannerisms when I call a game, and, like, just those those vocal tropes like one guy be like he's so fucking annoying when he does that dude you shouldn't have said that because now you know what my job is for the rest of the night is to call a good good game but to piss you off even more like i will still call a good game that's the first and foremost but it is my job tonight to make you so irritated you leave the stream because i don't give a fuck if you watch your team or not right like 
when I would call these games, we're undefeated. We were the, we're the best of the best. So like I have, this is just, it, we're, we're playing our fucking third string against your first string. You better believe I'm going to say that numerous times. Like we are playing our practice squad is just beating this first team up and down the field all night long. You know, I might've got it talking to a few times, <laughs> but don't let me know that I'm irritating you yeah. on something that I actually take pride in yeah. because I want to do a good job, but also I will irritate the fuck you, out of you. You pointed at your button. <laughs> yes. Thump, thump, <laughs> thump, thump. Is, is, the, is the radio broadcast a dying breed? It's interesting because over air, I, and I don't know down here in Arkansas, I don't know. I don't listen to over the air. So YouTube changes some of that because there's a lot of the broadcasts. Like I've watched some normal community football games over YouTube and other channels so where I can watch the YouTube. Some of them don't have broadcasters. You just watch the football game. So you'll see the comments, what's the score? Yeah, they, <laughs> and then you see the camera turn up to the scoreboard and then back down. Yeah, they don't have a score bug on the on the screen no, or anything. No, yeah. nothing. It's like I always envisioned myself when I became old and decrepit and can't do anything anymore. So next week? Yeah is like going to wherever I live, a minor league game, wearing whatever futuristic headphones they have in 2017. And calling it yourself? And no, but like listening to the broadcast while watching the game, because watching a game in person is quite fucking boring. It's not pleasurable. It, you get the best experience at home by far. But like just being old, wearing like the fishing hat, wearing, having my scorecard sheet, yeah. taking score of everything, but listening to the broadcast, that is pure bliss. I've not actually done that. And so uh, I feel, I feel like maybe I need to do that. Maybe we need to do that together. We can get the old Sony <laughs> headphones. <laughs> the, <giant laughs> mother, the one that didn't tin it on you. You have to like turn the <laughs> dial on the, on the thing. Yeah. They keep turning it to keep it tuned in. <laughs> um, that sounds like fun. It, I've been thinking about getting a fishing hat. <laughs> I, uh, the two goals this year, um, besides irritating Mo, which is, uh, um, which is my overarching goal. Um, you already checked that off the list. Uh, yes, I can. Um, is to, uh, go fishing more and go golfing more. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't do fish. I don't want to touch fish. I don't want to touch a worm. Well, gross. Freaks me out. <laughs> golf. I'm done with you on golf. Okay. But, uh, but those are my two goals to, to do things that aren't work. Um, but those are my, those are the two things I want to try to so get the, back into this. So some of the, I, but I want to get a fishing hat yeah. because I think the fishing hats are the coolest. You got, yeah. I have a good hiking hat yeah. that is high end. It's got UV protection. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's really nice, but it's not a good fishing hat. But like being, being the old guy, it's 102 degrees outside, but he's wearing like the flannel shirt, yeah. the jeans, the vest, and and the oh, fishing the hat, yeah. like you gotta you gotta have all that. Got the hot dog and beer in hand. You know it's gonna he's gonna milk that shit the whole nine innings. He's hoping for extra, so it's just free baseball. But like I know the guy said that. So Illinois State came back from five runs down, scored in the uh, ninth inning to tie it. Um, great small ball guy walks, um, gets advanced to second on a bunt. Mm-hmm. And then wild pitch uh, gets going to third and then a sack fly. So then they tie. Yeah. And then, so then they go into extra innings and the guy goes, oh, we get some free baseball. Free baseball. One of the most 
tropish. Yeah. <laughs> it's an overused word, but, but it brought joy to me because it's it, the best. Like when you're there at the stadium, <laughs> it's the best. So like the summer of 2016, I was in a horrible, dark place mentally. I fucking hated my life and everything else between trying to, trying to start out with a dating scene all over again. That was not going very well and all that kind of stuff. But what that allowed for me to do was since I was working from home, I was able to, you know, work at two in the morning to seven, get all my shit done. I would go to a Trav's game almost every day, sit in the beer garden and like just be by myself. I went to so many fucking Trav's games in the summer of 16. And it was always like, it was always like so many schools went to Trav's games. So it was always like a million fucking kids. And then me, the lone guy, smoking a cigar, drinking a beer at 11 in the morning at Trav Stadium. <laughs> and then come like the sixth inning is when all the kids have to go back to school. They load up on the bus. And then it's just like you, me and the old retired people who I just described at yeah. the stadium. Yes. <laughs> and that's in like that summer was great, but horrible at the same time. But that was the one highlight yeah, of that summer. It's like, I watched so much fucking baseball. Yeah. Like this is, that's when I was like, you know what? I could do this when I'm old and, and retired. Just like, just, yeah. All right, babe, I'm going, I'm going to the game. I'll see you in a couple hours. Like I would buy season tickets. I think Mo would look forward to you uh, going to see the baseball. Yeah. She could have her craft day, craft hours every, every day. And I'll just go. I'm not going to let Mo retire. (laughs) See, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a carpenter. We die on the job. There's not really a retirement. It's whenever my hands get so arthritic and I can't pick up anything anymore is when I have so to. So you won't be able to keep score. Well, because that's the, I can hold. I can hold a pencil. That's all I'll be able to do. Okay. I can't. I can't hold a, a, a nail gun or pick up a sheet of plywood anymore. But I, I, I hope, I hope people don't forget about the golden age of just hearing a ball game on the radio and, and just like, like what you said, baseball is the, I would argue baseball is better on radio than actually seeing it in person because you get to paint the picture in your head. And for me, I always paint it old timey. Yeah. As opposed to what it is now. Like you have like, the 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 guy in the press box wearing the fedora with the press sticker in the hat got a cigar hanging out of his mouth yeah. talking into like one of the round shaped star microphones and like that is that is what's in my head not not what you have baseball nowadays. will always be to me Jack Buck it'll just always be it'll be Jack Buck from the early eighties because that's mm-hmm. when I fell in, in late seventies because that's when I fell in love with baseball. Um, and it'll always be captured in that moment. So even when it's broadcast now and it's uh, John Rooney and all those guys, it'll always be that moment for me. Yeah. And it's always, to me, you always remember a sport for when you fell in love with it. And I fell in love with baseball there. So I was probably, what, 15, 16, and just fallen in love with uh, that sort of his cadence and his approach to calling the game. See, I, I fell in love with it. In, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago, probably about 92, 93, when I saw Kirby Puckett and the Twins play the Royals, I got to see George Brett. I got to see my favorite ball player, Brett Saberhagen. And then, and then the, and then the uh, 94 happened. Mm-hmm. And like you just, it kind of left a sour taste in a lot of adults' m- mouth 
for so long where I was still young enough. I was still young enough where it didn't ruin it for me. I was, you know, of course sad because my summer of baseball and going to the games because I grew up where I could see the stadium lights from my backyard. Nice. Like that was taken away, but in the, it didn't ruin the sport for me. Like there's some, there's some older generation, like the older generation never come back, never came back after, after the, uh, the strike of 94. Yeah. Same thing with hockey. Hockey, the hockey had a strike in what? Oh, four. I don't remember the year. It was like Oh four, Oh five where they were, they didn't play at all. And like, Hockey is already the fourth sport of the big four in popularity. And, you know, that that's another game. I consider myself a pretty good broadcaster. I could never call a hockey game. Hockey's better on the radio. Um, that is a hard game to call. Than soccer, but it is, it's hard to call. One, the names are bigger and longer. Yep. And always... Ukrainian, Russian, Scandinavian. So it has like a name just full of all consonants. And it's just such a fast paced game. Like it's so hard to call. Yeah. And I mean, there's fewer people on the, on the ice, but they're constantly switching. They're switching out. You don't know who's, you don't know, you don't know who's on the rink. Yep. But yeah, it's it's a tough one. Oh man, that was a nice little memories, like going back memory lane or just, yep. I want to listen like baseball. This, like, the title of this show should be Aaron and Mark love baseball. <laughs> it should be pitchers and catchers are, are pitchers and catchers reported today. Uh, yes, so the Royals like reported R- Royals reported, I think four days ago. Yeah. I think the full team, full squad reported today. I, I want to go to surprise so bad to to see a game. I've I've never gone. We should all go out there sometime. Are, are mom, you are you cactus or are you grapefruit league? We're grapefruit. Okay. Um, but I would love. We have a timeshare out there. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to go out um, and just go watch some minor league baseball and see my mom and do all that stuff. Um, and uh, I think that would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> I would love to go to the grapefruit and see my dad and all that stuff. Um, two. So yeah, the problem with the grapefruit league is there's just not as many clubs down there. No. So, so it'd yeah, be fun. I've, 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 I've hit a few of my sports bucket list items off and that's, that's one that's, that's near the top. Yeah. I, would so, oh, I want to go probably old Trafford's top of the list now, but, um, but yeah, I guess mine was, mine would have been the Super Bowl, but good. I'm not spending six grand on a, yeah, no, on no, thank you. <laughs> that one's uh, way down the list. <laughs> like my dad's bucket list is is done. He's been to a World Series. He's been to a Super Bowl, and he went to the Army Navy game. I guess the only thing that would make it better is if Navy won when we went. But yeah, you can't really control that. No, not not now. With Navy's always kind of meh. Yeah. Navy's Navy. <laughs> Navy's going to Navy. Navy's going to just run you to death in that triple option wishbone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to talk about old school football. Old school football is when Army-Navy plays. <laughs> yeah. It's just a game. What's nice, though, the game's over in like an hour and a half. Right. Running. <laughs> it's actually a running clock because that's <laughs> no. the way the play works. Like, they'll lull you to death with that run, and then like, oh, shit, they hit you over the top for like 40 yards. Right. And then it's back to three yards and cloud of dust. Yep. It's like old school, high school. Yep. So how how is this cigar with this uh, old school talk? I love this cigar. It is um, really, <clears throat> it's got a lot of nice Maduro-y oh, yeah. 
flavors in it and uh, really like this cigar. I forget about this cigar. I, I do too. And every time I have it, I always like, damn, I need to smoke this more yep. because this is a top five Maduro mm-hmm. for me. I agree. And I love San Andreas wrapper so much and they do San Andreas so well. And especially it helps when, you know, when the, the Don himself, when, when Pepin is, overseeing the manufacturing process of this. thought you were going to say Nigel had something to do with this. I mean, he might. I mean, there's there's a few Dons. Don Don has a a large, (laughs) large reach. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. Don Pepin uh, does this sort of thing extremely well. Yeah. I love this one. And it's, uh, it comes in multiple sizes. I think we have just one size of this and this is, it's a six and a half by 52. I believe it has a weird name. It's a, What's the name of this? This is called the Divino. So it's pretty much like a Toro, but maybe a little bit bigger than Toro. Yeah, it felt like a Toro. Um, I'll be honest, I have a nub now. So Yeah, uh, you've, you've actually gone further along than I have on this one. <clears> for all that I've talked, I've been know. practicing all day. I was doing <laughs> reviews in the garage smoking cigars. Probably don't need to tell Mo that. I will say, I if I ever get to the point where I have my own shop again cabinet shop and furniture shop office or whatever. where you can smoke man i i am going to have a cigar all the time i was supposed to be off today because i had my doctor's thing today but doctor's thing was wrapped up about 9 30 yeah and so i worked in the garage all day so and then this afternoon late was was reviews for my people and um so just did that in the garage. Although the call to kept dropping because <laughs> because you're in a garage. Because I'm in the garage. It was a beautiful day outside. It was, it was nice. Could have just actually sat on your porch. Well, you don't have an overhang covering. I sat house. on my porch. Oh, did you? Yep. It was beautiful outside. after work ended. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but tomorrow back in the grind. Execs in town this week. Got to wear. Are you, are you a tie person? I'm not. Not a tie. Not anymore. So I'll wear tomorrow. I'll wear cutoff jeans. And I don't think I've ever seen you in a tie. Have you, <laughs> tank top. Have you wear? Have you worn a tie like any of the weddings, like mine or to Patty's or whatever? Did you wear a tie then? To both, yes. Did you? Okay. Yeah, both see me in a tie. See, I I used to be a tie guy, but like we have meetings with execs this week, and I won't wear a tie to those. I wear yeah. a jacket and a and a like a, a golf shirt. Or something. No, not even a golf shirt. I'll wear a, a button-up button collar shirt. Could easily put on a tie. It will make everyone nervous that I'm not in a tie, and that <laughs> is exactly the outcome I desire. So, that, so that's the that's your tale when you wear a tie. Something is is Something's gone totally bad. south. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, even if, with clients, if I know it's going to be a tough meeting, I just don't wear a tie. Yeah, I mean, you don't want me uncomfortable. Ties ties aren't comfortable. Well, the reason I don't is that's my style. Yeah. Is, is in you know other people can wear ties that's why i have account that's why i have sales guys <laughs> i'll i will just forever continue wear the uh, the dirty jeans and, mm-hmm. and red wings like we were me and mo were talking the other i guess last night or so but we were talking about something i was like and i said yeah i've got the i'm trying to trying to wrap up the johnson account like i just like ugh, it makes me makes me cringe just talking about that like I love getting home and just being fucking filthy. Like it's, that's, that's my, that's my place. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, obviously we have different wardrobes. <laughs> um, so I will wear a golf shirt in, in slacks tomorrow. So that's my usual. Today, today was the first day I didn't have to wear a hoodie in 
Yeah, it was, it was three nice. or four months. It was it's nice. It's going to be in the sixties and seventies this week. That's nice. Yeah, when I le- when I left my the uh, it it was reading eighty five in my shop today, so it was pretty nice. It's what high seventy three today? Yeah, like yeah, mid seventies or so. So yeah. it keeps it keeps a little of the heat in the shop. Yeah, it's nice now because come summertime, holy shit, keeps like, a little heat in. Like it is average about triple digits in the shop. I mean, we got fans going and stuff, but hell, at that point, all it's doing is just blowing hot air, just a convection oven. So Mo knows this. Um, so our office is cold. I have a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. I have my Route 91 sweatshirt that I wear in the office, and I usually get there for about 45 minutes, and then I, I announce that it's fucking cold <laughs> and put on my sweatshirt. See, I've, I've, I've brought coffee to Mo a few times before, but I've never gone up to the office. So, like, what I see your office being in my head, I don't think you is, come up. is what your office actually is. But I'm always wondering, like, all right, what I see in my head, if, I, if I'm You should come up. Why aren't near, you coming up? I don't know. Because, well, I don't work downtown anymore. So that's... Next time you bring coffee, you are ordered to come up. <laughs> okay. I mean, seriously, I'm up there. Like, come say hi. I will. I'll do that. You can see Jay, well, that's you can meet the, I Joey. Mean, I, that's the one good thing. Oh, no, I don't say the one good thing. That's one of the good things that we have with our relationship is our work home life balance is like, it's very distinctly separated. Like I, I yeah. like having the, all right, you had a bad day. I'll bitch for five minutes and then I don't want to relive it kind of thing. Like I've already lived it once. I don't want to relive it <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So, And Mo does that too? Yeah, yeah, that that was something that, like we both agree on. Like you can vent, but then there's no need for you to to relive everything all over again. Because I mean, it's like a powder keg. You gotta you gotta relieve a little bit of the pressure every once in a while. So but, I never at at home. I never talk about work. Yeah. And when I do, which I've done recently a couple times, it is extraordinarily, um, it's extraordinarily exceptional. So if I bitch about work, it's, it's, I've had a super bad day. Well, do you think it's because like your and Paula's are like your work is similar to mine? Similar. Paula and I, do, we used to do a similar job, but we don't do a similar job now. Okay. It'd be like, what I'll bitch about like. Mo and I do a much similar job than Paula and I do. Right. So like last week I bitched a, a I bitched a bunch last week because. You're a whiny bitch. Well, I had issues with a certain job where. Okay. I don't. Okay, let me tell you this. Okay. We, I love what I do. I get okay. to I get to manifest stuff out of manifest destiny out of nothing. Okay, and I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We do inset doors on this one job, so everything's straight, clean. It looks great. Seams are perfect. Just all the kind of stuff. These people have. When I say egg shaped plates. There's nothing symmetrical about the plates. It looks like a cracked egg has fallen onto the onto the floor and it's just kind of odd shaped. Their plate doesn't fit in the cabinets because since the doors are recessed, you're losing three quarters of an inch. So what I kind of fucking people have it like broken so, egg shaped plates. So the the way to do you have bro- Mo, do you have broken egg shaped plates? <laughs> So the way this, the remedy to this was rebuilding all the upper cabinets in the kitchen after they were installed, after all this kind of stuff, 
Well, I mean, there was definitely a line of communication that was definitely butched up and somebody didn't tell something because we didn't realize it was inset until the doors already ordered and we had to like put a put a stop on that and have the doors changed. But then also like, oh, you have like some funky ass plates. So did anybody know that there were funky ass plates? We didn't. The The people who needed to know did not know. Okay. So the way we had to alleviate the issue was just reorder doors. Well, no, I had to take, we had to rebuild all the cabinets for, to gain a quarter of an inch. So the doors could Fuck. shut. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So the one good thing that came of it is our laundry room now has a new cabinet. Our, our office, or I mean, our, our mill shop has three new cabinets. And then I have one odd shaped corner cabinet that I can't put anywhere. And it's just going to go into the trash. Okay. So that's what I was, that's what I was bitching about last week. And I was just like, yeah. ugh, sucks. Well, I mean, I, I'm not really good at listening um, without trying to solve. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've gotten better at it. So Paula, Paula will bitch to me about her job. Um, and I've gotten better about just listening and being sympathetic. Um, part of the problem with us being so close, <laughs> me understanding her job um, better than she understands mine, yeah. is that <clears throat> I can listen and, and be uh, sympathetic. But it, part of the struggle is I also can offer solutions, which <clears throat> she threw in my face a couple of weeks ago when she was when I was venting very yeah. unusually, probably the first time I've done it in a couple of years. Um, I don't talk about my job, to be honest with you, much. Yeah. So even at work, <clears throat> I will occasionally bitch about something that'll happen like in the moment frustration. But my true frustrations um, don't really come out much. So I I eat a lot of frustration. And and it's and I think it depends on probably the, a bad on the yeah. job as well because 99% of the jobs out there are a means to an end. Yeah. There's like, my job is a little different because it's a craft and mm-hmm. it's not, again, like what you two do, not everybody can do what I do. Not a lot of people can do, but it's a, it's a, it's on a different spectrum. But like, I've, I've learned to be better at just listening as opposed to just like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. Like you can. It's hard for me. You can like, I, I was re, I was watching like a, a YouTube video or Instagram or whatever it was. And whenever the husband and wife would communicate about work, he would ask, do you want like issue solve answers or do you want just like listening ears? Kind I've of quit. Thing? I've quit asking that question because she never wants answers. <laughs> she doesn't. And, well, and, and here's the thing, like, even if she wanted answers, like, I could give as best as I fucking could. Right. As, as, like, from my point of view kind of thing. But just at the same way, like, you know, I don't know if she would know the proper answer, how I would alleviate my problems. But yeah. it's just, like, sometimes you just, having a third set of eyes or something, like, for me, like, I have people who work underneath me who aren't as skilled as I am. But sometimes I'll just ask something, but sometimes I'll ask them, be like, what are you seeing here that I'm just not seeing? Maybe, maybe they're catching something that I just don't fucking see. Yep. So. Yep. 
No, and to be honest with you, the person who catches it at work is Jay because we do a similar job. Even Mo and I, Mo does a completely separate sort of analytics. And so I've done that side sort of analytics, but what I do now isn't that anymore. I can't tell you how many times people have asked me, like, oh, so what does Mo do? Couldn't fucking tell you. It's dealing with something that is above my pay grade. Don't know. So what she does is um, she does uh, data analytics and data quality on a file we send to the federal government. And so she does that. She uncovers problems. And then she runs it down with people she doesn't have control over. And so she works with them collaboratively to ensure the data quality issues get resolved. And see, and all I hear is like, oh, I think she'd be really good at fantasy football because she she sees the data and take the raw and she can take the raw she, data. She uh, she probably would because um, <laughs> the the data she um, that she she now monitors and controls yeah. was not data she was familiar with when she came yeah. in, and so she had to learn it and understand it. And now she is uh, in our company. Um, if not one of the, she may be the most, um, do you just want to do the, your, your performance review right now and get, well, I'm not going to write, I didn't write a review. <laughs> She's the most knowledgeable person about that data. Yeah. See, I, she digs in as good or if not, um, better than anyone that ne- next year, we're going to try just, just to humor me. We're going to try fantasy football for you because I think you'll actually be pretty good at it. <clears throat> I think you'd be good at it. <laughs> I think that's no. You, see, here's the thing: you won't Is be that no. You won't be skewed by sexy names. Mike Piazza. <laughs> oh, that's a sexy fucking name. Tommy Lasorda. That's not a sexy fucking name. Fucking Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Dale Strawberry. Where were you two weeks ago when we talked about '90s baseball? Right. <laughs> the kid. Yep that uh, that was the name that came up. Uh, but yes. Um, so she does uh, data quality um, on a really super important file we send to the federal, Arkansas sends to the federal government. That's really what she does in a nutshell. See, so she she ran the data when she when she got with me, and she's like, you know what, I can make this work. I think it was more of a sympathy sort of thing, <laughs> but um, but you play it however you want to in that's, your head. That's why I've said, like, she's the smartest person I've ever met, but just dumb enough to be with right. me. Right. I could not agree more. <laughs> that's a proper read. Yep. Oh, man, this is a great cigar, but unfortunately, it has come to an end. It has. I'm now putting it down more than I'm picking it up. Yeah, me too. Um, Construction-wise, it's great. I mean, you have to really... Burn like a champ. Yeah, relight it, burn straight, nice, soft mm-hmm. box press, love it. So, this is the La Roma de Cuba Reserva? Is that what I said? hmm Yeah, so it used to be called the Miyamora Reserva, now it's called the Reserva. Definitely, hopefully, you're... B&M has it. Pick mm-hmm. it up. Check it out. We definitely do. So for all the people in Central Arkansas, we got them here. Check Some it out. Us. Yep. Yeah. All right. We talked, man, we talked about like for, for a show that like we didn't know what the fuck we we're going to do. Like we were coming up here tonight. Mo was like, what are you going to talk about? I don't know. We're going to talk about Mo. We're going to talk about something. So. We talked about some medical procedures. And, we did. And the, the glory days of, of radio broadcasting. And yeah bunch of other shit in the middle that I don't really remember. <laughs> oh, golf and D and D. I'm wearing yeah. my D and D shirt. Do you see that? I see that. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I like that, dude. I do. I, it's somebody uh, might be all in. I don't it, know who that'd be. It, Probably it, no. It, it has been. It has been bad. It's been bad. It's been bad. 
Etsy, man, Etsy is a is a rabbit hole. I did not know I could get sucked yeah, into. Yeah, I blocked. I I set up my computer so I blocked Etsy. <laughs> it's so bad, so bad. So, but I love it. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Be the good. Later.